Hip-hop artists from Winnipeg, Saskatoon, and beyond have banded together to form Saskatoon Folk Rap Records. The label features new and upcoming releases by the likes of The Gumshoe Strut, Epic, and Introducing the Ghost, the fantastic new record from Rob Crooks. You can find Introducing the Ghost as of October 6th on robcrooks.bandcamp.com. Hey folks, this is Monty from the band Loiter here. Just wanted to personally invite you down to the Beer Boutique at 910 Region Avenue in front of the new Best Western Premier Hotel. At Beer Boutique, we specialize in local craft beer and carry a large selection of coolers and ciders. We've also recently expanded our gluten-free options. Next time you're in the area, be sure to stop by and say hi. We love talking local brews and local tunes. Get up up your ass and get up on the podcast! All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, this call is, uh, it's again, it's a call. As everyone knows at this point, I think I'm doing these all remotely because of the pandemic, and uh, I'm probably doing them like this for the foreseeable future. But um, I think this will be an inter- interesting one because, you know, over the course of doing this podcast for as long as I've been doing it, I've had all these ideas of, you know, things that I would like to do given the time. And a lot of them involve, you know, oh, I should do a book on such and such element of the Winnipeg music scene. And of course, I never have because I'm too busy. <laughs> but my guest on this episode is actually basically doing just that, and uh, it sounds like you've done a lot of work in preparation for this. So I think the best way to get it started is if you want to introduce yourself, and then we can take it from there. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess first I'll say uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, thank uh, you. As they would say, a long-time listener, first-time uh, first caller. <laughs> um, and yeah, so my name's Nigel Weber. Uh, I'm a writer. Uh, I write for Stylist Magazine uh here in winnipeg um my focus there is writing about um about hip-hop mostly local hip-hop but i do uh i have written about uh just kind of general uh stuff so yeah well and the reason the way we first kind of uh interacted i think was uh it was a while back but you had messaged me Ask us some questions about some hip hop episodes I've done on the podcast with local rappers as guests, and then we started started talking from there. So um, maybe if you want to give some background on on how this book project got started, and then we can sort of delve into it a bit deeper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reached out to you back in, uh, I think it was probably in January or February. Yeah, it was a while back. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I I was at that point doing research. I uh, hadn't started doing interviews, but I uh, was doing research on on this project. Um, uh, yeah, so I guess um, how I started this book. Well, uh, I think I think without you know, especially since it's a conversation with you, uh, Sam, I need to uh, give a shout out to my uh, my friend Charlie, okay. uh, who you knew in high school. Yes, a long time ago. To, yeah, yeah. You you guys uh, shared lockers. In high school, and uh, so I, I've uh, I never met you, but I've known Charlie for a long time. He's like one of my best friends. Yeah, you know, cool, he's cool. probably the friend I talk to the most. So, and he got me into hip hop. He was the one who first got me into hip hop. So, well, he was he producing and stuff back in the day, right? Like back, to, must be like close to twenty years ago now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so it was him sliding me mixtapes with like, uh, you know, main source. And, um, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Shades of Brooklyn and stuff like that, that I was like, wow, this is, 
this is what hip hop is. Yeah, yeah, um, that's super cool. So yeah, so I so that that kind of off off topic, but that deserved to mention. Um, yeah, shout out to Charlie. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so um, so yeah, basically the uh, uh, the inspiration for the book um, was yeah, like I said, I I uh, I'm a writer or stylist coming up on three years now. Cool. Um, so last December. I guess it was, I had, um, I was off work for a little bit and, um, yeah, like was looking to take on like a, a project. Um, and I'd always kind of, you know, for stylists been aware of, you know, or like, you know, been, been wanting to do some kind of a history. Um, and the last piece that I did was a sort of like at that point had been like a, um, you know, 10 best albums of the 2010s, okay. you know, as okay. like a last issue, issue of the decade or whatever. Yep. Yep. So I'd already kind of been thinking about, you know, at least recent history of it. And then, um, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I just, yeah, I just decided to do a go for it. And, um, he yeah i uh that was yeah like i said in december and so i spent the first few months just doing research um stuff like listening to witch police you know um finding out as much as i could and then yeah started doing interviews late february and had like a total plan to do everything in person and you know um stuff like that and so yeah like the first person i interviewed was dj bunny cool. i got a chance to like interview dj bunny in person which was really great um and yeah so i had like basically i had everything kind of set up for that and then the then yeah the pandemic happened sure um you know well and that uh, messes with everybody's everything right so yeah 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 of course so um in a way it's turned out to like, you know, be, um, you know, as much as I'd love to be like meeting everybody in person, um, you know, having to do phone interviews, distance interviews, um, has made it a bit more flexible. You know, I can do interviews at 10 in the morning or I can do interviews at nine 30 at night. Um, you know, um, and, and like four days a week and stuff, sure, you sure, know? Yeah, so, yeah. so yeah. So anyways, um, so no, I, I totally yeah, hear you of, on that. Cause I'm doing this now too. Right. And it, it definitely makes it more flexible because I was going out to, to, to meet interviewees in person and I'd go, go to their jam space or their house or whatever. And this, yeah, this being able to stay at home and just turn them out fast like this. Uh, not, not, not to say that I'm going quicker than I would otherwise on the actual content, but you know what I mean? Right. Like just to sit down bang it out distance it's not the same of but course, it, yeah. it's, it's cool so i was gonna ask you though i mean you know writing for stylus is one thing but writing a book is a much more significant uh i mean everything about it right more research more like a heavy amount more work just in putting the whole thing together were you mm-hmm. prepared for what this was going to entail because i imagine just in just doing the interviews alone winnipeg is such a deep and rich rap history that i mean i can't imagine how much time you spent just interviewing all of the people you need to interview yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, if I look back and, and think about what it what it might have been, you know, in the like when I was just doing research, 
um, and, and stuff like that. Um, the initial stages. Yeah, I definitely underestimated how, uh, how big, um, the history is. Cause I think it's important to note that I'm not, um, that I'm starting, um, roughly around 1980, mm-hmm. uh, right. Basically right when like hip hop comes to Winnipeg, when people in Winnipeg start learning about it, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and then coming up to more or less present, the like the, you know, that's the sort of nebulous part for me a bit right now is what the present chapter is going to be look like. Yeah. Um, well, cause it's always changing. But, right? uh, yeah. But, but, you know, I, I know that like, um, yeah. So, so anyway, yeah, but, but I, I know now that this is going to be a multi-year process. Like this is something that I'm really trying to, uh, you know, um, do right. And, you know, um, to do that, yeah, it's going to, uh, going to take a lot of time to get through, um, all the, uh, all the different people and all the, all the eras. And then, and then write, and then actually write, you know, assemble the book. Yeah, it's going to, yeah. it's an oral, so it's an oral history book. I think that's also, uh, I maybe didn't make that clear. So it's like going to be told through like the voices of the people, um, who lived it, which is, which is important to me. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, but that means so much assembly, right? That means so much just taking yeah. the, the relevant quotes from each interview and, and kind of, it's like you're arranging an album, basically, where you, the song order is important. And that's, in this case, the order of who's talking and what they're talking about is obviously kind of the key to the narrative, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm not like, I'm not super active in filmmaking anymore, but like I've come from a filmmaking background and like done a lot of like editing in that way. Okay. Um, like putting together like documentaries out of just like a ton of like raw footage um you know where there's like there are many different ways you can go with it sure um but yeah i mean i think like the biggest thing is sort of at least for me right now because i'm trying to go more or less in like chronological order is to sort of like um make sure that like the the older generation like you know the people that were around in the 80s who really kind of like laid the found like um the foundation sure for yeah. na- names that we might know like the peanuts and corn and the freak show and like shades and all those sorts of people that are a bit more familiar to maybe like a even casual winnipeg rap fan um there are you know dozens of people that were like the generation or two before that that sure. really sort of like laid, laid the foundation and like basically none of those people have had their story told in any way. And so like, I feel really kind of like fortunate that, yeah, like these people who, you know, now or some of them are quite a bit older are like taking the time and like trusting me with their stories. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's important. What was the reaction when you approached some of those guys? Because I'm sure a lot of them probably haven't even talked about this stuff in, in decades even, right? I mean, were they surprised that there was interest from someone kind of, you know, from a younger generation in finding out what went, what went on in that era? Um, I think, I think uh, a lot of people um, were uh, kind of waiting for somebody to knock on their door, so to speak, yeah. you know? hit hit up their inbox as it were 
Um, yeah, I mean, you, you're not the first person that's told me that they thought about doing that also had the idea of making this into a, a history before me in some different way. Um, so yeah, like it's, it's definitely been on people's mind. And, and I think a lot of the, the people that I, that I have talked to from like from the eighties era, um, especially really want to be recognized. Um, and, and a lot of them are still active, you know, um, maybe, you know, I mean, pandemic aside, I suppose, but, um, yeah, no one's active right now for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it. uh, not, not all of them are in Winnipeg though. I should make that, that caveat. That, sure. Uh, sure. You know, yeah. So when, you know, another, uh, now that you've done this and you've listened to so much stuff. And I mean, I want to get into your list of, uh, of top Winnipeg songs in a minute. Cause that was really interesting. But, yeah. um, now that you've kind of consumed this massive amount of Winnipeg rap history, do you think that Winnipeg has an identifiable, sound you know i know i realize all of these people you're talking to whether it's the penis and corn guys whether it's people who came around you know within the past couple years whether it's these guys from the 80s they're all sonically different but do you feel like there's some kind of connection that makes this stuff sound like winnipeg music throughout all of these eras is there is there a through line that kind of goes from the beginning to where we are now even if it's not obvious to i guess a casual listener Mm. Um, well, I guess, yeah, again, I should maybe note that, like, I've, I'm mostly focusing on the, I'm trying to gr- go in a roughly chronological era, so I'm kind of only just getting to, like, the 2000s era, okay. and I still have a lot of people from the 80s and 90s to cover. Uh, but even just as a listener, right? I mean, you've, you've obviously consumed a yeah. lot of Winnipeg rap over the, the time you're doing this and beyond, of right? Course. Do you feel like there's a yeah, uh, unified kind of some element of the sound that makes it Winnipeg rap, regardless of which artist you're talking to in which era? Um, I don't know if it's a sound as much as it's like an ethos, you know, okay. like, um, I think, yeah, it, it's, it's more that it's more that people are coming, coming at the music with the same mentality of, you know, of the do it yourself, of we're not going to get on unless we do it, uh, do it yourselves, you know, like unless we find a way to, to do the recording and put out, you know, put it out ourselves, like no one's going to hear it. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I, I think, it, I think, yeah, it's more of, um, it's more that there, there's a sort of like, uh, yeah, um, a sense of, uh, D like DIY, um, about Winnipeg that really kind of unites it more than like a specific sound. Sure. Um, well, or the, whatever. it's the punk rock thing, right? That, I mean, that, that is, I think is what drew me as a, you know, I was a punk kid and I got into hip hop through some of these artists like the peanuts and corn artists and stuff because I saw that they were doing everything DIY and I would see them play at a punk show or something. And that was just the like light bulb went off kind of like, Oh, this is the same thing. And I think what you're saying is like Winnipeg has that DIY aspect of it, whether it's country music, whether it's punk rock, whether it's hip hop, whether it's metal, it's just kind of a thing. And I've noticed that over the course of doing this podcast too, right? That like, it's, it's a thing that Winnipeg, for whatever reason, everyone is quite willing and able to just jump into it and, 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 build something on their own without necessarily needing an invitation. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, you know, yeah. Uh, I think to varying degrees of that, you know, um, some people wanted more industry uh, sort of recognition than others. A lot of people were, were sort of okay to, to just do without it. Um, but but one thing I think that, that I've, I've maybe found as I've researched more into Winnipeg hip-hop is that there is a lot of different sort of... Um, of the like kind of sub genres within hip hop are represented, sure. you know, even kind of back in the day, you know, like there's, there's, um, there is the kind of peanuts and corn stuff and that kind of more independent stuff and, you know, freak show that are kind of more, um, artistic, weird kind of rap. But then there's groups like Bonafide that are like, kind of just doing and like shades that are just kind of do trying to do like really straight up sort of rap um or there's like different lesser known groups like you know like like moonshine crew that are you know that that just have like really like wild beats and they just you know so so yeah i mean there's um yeah that 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 i think is is often missed is that that um that there's there's a there are um, you know, there are different sounds, I think, within the, the local hip hop scene. And then it's, and then it's, yeah, more of the, the sort of ethos that, that kind of connects everything. Cool. In my opinion. Yeah, no, that, that makes, that makes sense for sure. I mean, I definitely, some of those artists you mentioned, you can like right away tell there's a difference, but there's still, there's still Winnipeg. Something about them is still Winnipeg, but I want to get to this list. I want to talk about the book a bit more, but you have a list that, um, is coming out in stylist that is the the top it was i guess your version of the top winnipeg rap songs uh of all time right so what can you tell me about that because i was prepared when you sent me the list to sit there and open it up i was opening up the file getting ready to argue with you and i really can't argue with most of the stuff on that list like it's a really really good list so you you seem to have covered off like all the stuff that i was hoping would be on there and what's the what's the story behind that right well i mean um like I said, yeah, like I write for stylus, um, and I have for, for years. Um, and yeah, I guess I wanted to find a way to sort of incorporate like all the work I'd been doing with the book into the magazine, just as a way, as I'm doing this also, as I kind of maybe alluded to earlier, I'm recognizing that this is going to, you know, I might not have a finished product for the book for like two years. Sure. Yeah. yeah, Um, yeah. But I want to build attention for it. I want people to know that this is a thing that's happening, that I'm working on it. Um, And I have this avenue through stylus, obviously to, to do it. Um, And then, yeah, the, uh, that the free press wrote that list. um, Yeah. It's top a hundred Manitoba songs, right? Yeah, I think they did 150. Right, yeah, because um, it was 150th anniversary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I just decided 100, like, whatever. And <laughs> honestly, yeah, kind of just, it was, like, um, uh, like my dad had, had emailed me the link to the free press thing, and just offhand in the reply to him, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll do, uh, maybe I'll do it for rap songs. Just, you know not even thinking about it. And then yeah. as soon as I sent it, I was like, 
yeah, maybe I should do that. Um, well, and that free press list didn't have much rap on it at all, right? I, I think it had maybe a couple songs, two or three. There were, uh, there were, I wrote it in, there were uh, five songs. Okay. Yeah, there were approximately five songs. Which for 150 um, songs and considering how, how big and how kind of influential the rap scene has been here, that's kind of ridiculous. I mean, I realize that they focused a lot on some some of the stuff that like the Guess Who and all those bands that, that get constant recognition for being kind of Winnipeg icons. But I mean, I think that there was a lot of genres of music that should have got more space in that list. I know I complained about it online, but I complained about everything online. So <laughs> I don't know if that meant anything, but yeah, the rap was like notably absent from that list though. And not only that, but like the important ones, um, like they miss patience. Yeah, pa- patience should have like, been, yeah, like, yeah. Like I'll say, I'll say, yeah. So about the list, like you know, like the free press made the a, a top ten. Mine is not listed at all. Like, um, yeah, it's, it's chronological. In chronological right? It's in chronological order uh, because I want I want um, the reader to recognize that you know it's it's each artist building on top of that one that came before it, whether they're conscious of it or not. Yeah. Um, so that's how I wanted it to read. But if I were to make a number one, you know, if I, I were to pick a top song, it would have to be Patience. For like, sure. I can't, argue, I can't argue with that. There's no other song in Winnipeg rap history that has as much significance and is a, like, fucking banging song. It's amazing Patience. still. Like, it hasn't... Like, yeah, it's aged amazingly yeah. well. Yeah. Like, you know... Um, only only Jesus knew I wore Adidas as a fetus. Yeah. Like, come on! Like, I don't know. And the video is just like, so iconic and then so groundbreaking too. Like, it's yeah, it's crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, everything about it. So the vinyl for Patience is the first Winnipeg rap vinyl. Yeah. The video, although not the first video, is the first video to get played on much music. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. It. Uh, well, and there's so many different styles in that one song too, and it just introduces so many, like just that whole group of artists to it. To, I, I, I mean, I saw it years after the fact. I can't imagine turning on much music when that was new and seeing that, and just that that it would be, it would blow you away. Like it would be just so, so different and weird and, and good that, like, I think it would be. Yeah, it's, it's even now you watch it and it's like this is ahead of his time. Absolutely, yeah. Like in the last verse, uh, um. Shazam and Sunil yeah. rap simultaneously with certain words rhyming or like certain words kind of overlapping. Um, like it's, yeah, they're, they, and that, you know, and that was only, you know, like that plus all the other, you know, I would also say that the freak show album, people in your neighborhood is like, if I were to pick one album of all you know, like complete album as like a project, you know, as a kind of a piece of work, that album, people in your neighborhood is the best out of the history. Like it, there's nothing that compares to it. It, it is, it is a piece of art. Like I wrote that I'll stand by it. Yeah. Like it, it, like if you know anything about rap and you listen to that album and you think it's bad, you actually don't know anything about rap. Right. <laughs> well, that's maybe a good a good point, though, is that, you know, 
taste in music is so subjective, right? So when you're doing a list like that, I realize it's not ranked, which is probably gonna gonna help prevent people from complaining about it. I mean, but do you expect you get a backlash? Oh, you forgot this song, you forgot that song. Why is these guys on here four times? Like, or do you even care? Um. Well, I mean, I, I and again, I kind of address this within within the piece. Mm-hmm. I tried to be as thorough as possible. Um, I recognize there are things that I easily could have missed. Um, and there are things I know I missed because I like their albums. I know exist, but I have never listened to them. Okay. Like, like um, I just, I've never heard them. You know, I, they just never got put online. There's maybe some CD or tape copies out there. Well, like what? What albums are you? Um, so like, do, you ha- do you have White Whales that you're looking for? Like these, like I, lost albums you're trying to find? Absolutely, yeah. So there's this group, The Last Crew. Uh, they went by a bunch of different names, but the name I know they released an album under was The Last Crew. Okay. The dude, the dude is named um, the main, the main rapper and like leader of the group was named Louis. He's now in this group called Nomadic Massive. Okay. And anyway, Last Crew released an album in 1998 called Answers to Your Questions, entirely produced by Sunil from Freak Show. Cool. And I've, I've never heard any of it. So if you, are, if you have that album, hit me up, Gritty City WPG on Instagram. Please. How did you find out about it? It was just, just during the interviews and stuff or what? Ah, uh, see, you asked a question there. I, uh... You, are you familiar with Nardwar? Uh, yes, yes, definitely, um, yeah. Well, like Nardwar, I will not uh, I will not reveal my source. Fair enough. Fair enough, that's cool. No, no worries. What, what, what else are you missing? Like, are there, are there other albums that are floating around there that you've tried to get your hands on? Yeah, yeah there's not. Um, there's another group from that era, from the like late 90s, called Battleship Crew. Okay. Um... And one of the main rappers in that group was called Black Alien Brother. And I know he has a solo album, and I know they have a group album. I don't know the name or the year, but I do know that, that those exist. Cool. Um, I think it was the late 90s. Um, yeah, there's a few other things. There's this group, Deep Mischief. Um, yeah, I, I know I... Yeah, I know they have a they have I know people that have the record. I just like it's only on a record, so I haven't actually heard it yet, but I do know that yeah, that exists. So Deep Mischief is another one that that could have maybe been on this list, but um but I haven't heard it. Yeah. Uh so DJ Honeycut, if you're listening, get <laughs> get back get back to me with the digitized copy of that uh, Deep Mischief record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, are you are you going around actually collecting physical copies of these when you can find them, or are you just doing it all digitally? Uh, a little bit, yeah. I mean, uh, so like I um, I bought the uh, I bought the guy I'm from here album. That album rules. Uh, I love it so much. Yeah, like that. Uh, you know. Um, you know, for his own reasons, uh, Ness, uh, didn't want that album, doesn't want that album online. Um, so I had to go, I, uh, I found a CD copy through, through Discogs. Um, and, uh, yeah. Um, McEnroe sent me some stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, 
and yeah, I had to get the uh, the Grubs Plague City album. That was another one I had to buy. So a little bit. Um, I also should mention uh, um, Sam from CKUW. Uh, he let uh, me borrow some CDs from their library. Nice. Library. <laughs> um, yeah. So. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine part of the fun is hunting some of this stuff down too, right? Like, do you enjoy that aspect of it, of, of hearing about these records and trying to find them, whether it's online or physically, or is that kind of more of a hassle than anything else? I feel like it would be fun, for me anyway, if I was doing this. That, that mm-hmm. seems like part of the uh, the enjoyment of it would be kind of finding these things and finally hearing them, and then, uh, you know, just kind of absorbing it and getting a chance to write about it that way. But you might, I mean, your, your mileage may vary. Yeah, no, I, th- I think it's... Uh... Uh, yeah, as long, I guess in, if in the end I do end up hearing them, uh, you know, right now, you know, if, uh, you know, if, if whatever I find out that like they're lost in the ether for whatever reason, then that would be disappointing. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 uh, you know, it's like a lot of these ones I haven't also kind of tracked down and talk to those, those actual artists yet, which I know I'll be able to. Um, it's just, you know, I'd ideally like to have listened to their music before I, yeah, of before course. I interview them. Of course, yeah. Um, so, yeah. Have you, um, like, has your kind of, um, not, not opinion, but your, your experience of listening to Winnipeg rap changed over the course of this? Have you kind of found new, um, maybe new sound, not, not new sounds, but new kind of inspiration in some of this stuff. And now that you have the backstories on all of these albums and a lot of these uh, groups, is it a different experience to sit down and listen to some of these things? Maybe you've heard them, you know, dozens of times before this, but then once you hear the backstory about, you know, how it was recorded or, or who was involved, has that added to the, uh, your ability to kind of enjoy it? Yeah, totally. Um, um, I mean, always different in specific cases. Yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you a specific story. Like, I've always, you know, like one of the first rappers, like local rappers that I got into uh, was Pipskid. Okay. Just seeing him all the time at like at the low pub back in the day. Yep. Um, it was just a time when he was really active, um, and. Yeah, I always liked, uh, he had this song that came out on People Are the Worst called uh, I Ain't a Rapper, I'm a DJ. It's yeah. actually on, on my top 100 list. That's the one with DJ, DJ Bunny, DJ right? Bunny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I always loved that song. And that's actually how I first heard about DJ Bunny, like way back when it first came out. Yeah. Maybe like he had him at the release show or I don't know, or just from having it on the record. Anyway, so that's how, um, so... So I, I liked that song. I knew about that song for, for many years. But when I was interviewing uh, Pip, he told me a story about, because there's a line in the song about, you know, um, like uh, getting chased from the Albert by the skinheads. Okay. And then he told me this like really long and, you know, detailed story about how he um, and some people he couldn't remember got 
like he was performing at the Albert and there was some Nazis there. Uh, cause the Albert used to like let Nazis hang out there in the nineties. And, um, yeah, he was like, you know, and this was during fermented reptiles. So he's like rapping about like, fuck the cops mm-hmm. and fuck, fuck Nazis and like all this shit. And, uh, so yeah, they ended up like chasing him from the Albert to Mondragon. Um, and so, yeah, so it was like that, <laughs> that one, that one line in the song is, yeah, is based on a very real, very scary yeah, story yeah. from, from Pip's life. But yeah. Yeah. The interviews with Pip were, uh, were often the, some of the funniest stories. Yeah. Well, how many more people would you say you have to interview at this point? Like, I know it's going to be, you said it could take years to complete, but how far along, you know, are you like halfway done your interviews or a quarter or what, what do you have left? Um, at this point I've interviewed about like approximately 35 people. Okay. That's quite a few. Um, yeah. yeah, over and like a lot of those, you know, and that's about like 60 interviews total, you know, a lot of people multiple times. Sure. Um, so yeah, it, uh, I don't know, probably, yeah, maybe, maybe a quarter, maybe like, yeah, there's going to be a lot, a lot of people, like I said, I haven't even really started, like I'm only now barely starting to get into like the two thousands. Yeah. You know, it's so good, you know, it's yeah. Cause, um, you know, I'm always thankful for everybody that gives me time, but people like Ismala and Odario that have like really big, important jobs that yeah. take up a lot of their time um, might not necessarily have time to give to me right away. Um, so, yeah, so like I haven't interviewed like either of those guys, but both super critical will probably take like multiple interviews, like multiple you know many hour you know yeah. many hours to go go through their stuff but odario does like 20 hours of radio a week sure and like ho- and hosts the junos so <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. i can't I, I can't be like mad when he doesn't have time to be interviewed by me yeah um well and i guess too just the the, the quantity of interviews you've done i imagine that the fact that you've talked to some of these other people who are in groups with guys like that, that probably helps you get a foot in the door anyway. Right. I mean, with someone who, you know, is kind of one of the people you're, you're really hoping to get, if you've talked to three of his bandmates or something, you know, they can maybe put in a good word for you and hopefully make the connection that way. I assume there's a lot of that because Winnipeg's scene is so, you know, intertwined and, and, and incestuous really everyone's played together and been in groups together and stuff that uh, I imagine that like, you know, you interview one guy and then, the next guy hears about it and and knows what you're up to and it might make it easier to get hopefully to get that connection made yeah it has been it has been pretty natural sort of like one one person gets me to the next person for the most part yeah um i should mention that uh ness uh nestor winrush um has been uh been helping me a lot behind the scenes i believe it yeah um so yeah, he definitely deserves mention. 
Uh, also, uh, Rhonda Phenom has been helping me out quite a bit. Cool. She deserves mention. Uh, and uh, Chris Knight is another person who deserves mention uh, for helping me put uh, get put in touch with people. Um, otherwise, yeah, it's been it's been pretty it's been pretty natural. Just like you know, um, uh, yeah, like. Like you said, it, everybody is kind of connected in, mm-hmm. in some way or another, so it's not it's not super hard to uh, to find out, um, you know who, uh, you know, uh, and, and some people are right there. Like you know, some people I you know I can just like, um, you know, I'll I'll just hit up myself. Yeah, you know, uh, j- just because like there are you know on social media and whatever and they're they're right there you know or i already knew them or something like that so yeah um yeah when this is finally done i mean i know you don't really have a timeline right now for when it's going to be finished but what's the plan once you have all the interviews done you have everything kind of compiled in the order you want how are you going to be releasing this has that been something you've you've figured out yet is it going to be self-published or are you going to approach publishers or what's your plan um, I guess I haven't thought too much about like the publishing part of it in part because, um, anybody I've talked to in that world has been like, Oh, well, we'll need to see like a draft or anything first. Yeah. Um, but I should, I should also, uh, give credit to, um, uh, Gil Carroll, who's my editor at stylus, who's agreed to come on as the editor of the book. Oh, very cool. Uh, so yeah, Gil. A lot of people might know Gil from like Real Love and uh, and Living Hour, but he also edits Stylus and is just a super good guy and a friend of mine. So cool. Uh, That's nice. Big to shout have, out yeah. to Gil. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, but in terms of publishing, I'm not sure. I think the like, um, I guess at this point, I'm just maybe maybe naively. Um, cause I don't know so much about this world, but just sort of believing that like somebody is going to be interested in this, Sure. whether, whether their focus is like on, you know, Man- Manitoba publishing, you know, uh, you know, publishing just Manitoba authors mm-hmm. or their focus is on sort of music and kind of like music journalism, um, I have I have to believe that while there isn't a ton of book publishing out there these days, there has to be somebody that that is interested in it. So if you're a book publisher and you like this idea, right? To get you in touch. Yeah. Well, okay. Maybe that brings me to something else. Then, if someone is is listening to this and and you know maybe they have one of those records you talked about, or maybe they were in a rap group and you haven't approached them yet, and they have some information to share with you or contacts or whatever. How do they kind of? How does someone find out what you're up to with this project? Kind of, you know, at the time, do you have a a website or social media presence that they should be going to to send you info or, or check out kind of the progress at this point? Yeah, I, I think the best place to do that would be uh, like I made an Instagram page. Um, it's uh, Gritty City because uh, that's going to be the title of the right. book. Right. Uh, Gritty City and Oral History of Winnipeg Hip Hop Music is the full title. But uh, so yeah, go to Gritty City WPG on Instagram uh, and 
um, yeah, uh, there'll be there'll be updates and, and that kind of stuff there. Um, cool. Going to be yeah. So so I, yeah, like like I said, yeah, I'm, I'm slowly and methodically trying to go roughly in chronological order. So definitely, yeah, if uh, if you were active more in the like 2000s or 2010s, yeah, um, like. Like, don't don't be offended that I haven't hit you up yet. Like, I'm 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 I'm, I'm getting there. I'm yeah. getting there. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, definitely definitely go follow me on Gritty City WPG. I've got these. Uh, I'm wearing one right now. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, see it pod- you can see it. But, I can see it. Yes, yes. Um, the listeners can. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I made these shirts. It's just as another way to sort of like help help get the word out there. Um, shout out to. Um, Anthony and Eric and uh, Feta at the uh, mateshit.ca cool, cool. Um, for doing it, for doing the, the printing, and Al Lord did the design. Um, so all uh, all locally uh, locally locally made, that's and awesome. um, and by people who are involved in the scene too, right? That's that's even it's even better. Absolutely, yeah, um, yeah. So. Yeah, go on there, and there'll be, um, I guess by the time you're hearing this, the stylus will be out, and nice. I'll be promoting the top 100 uh, on there, uh, just posting about, you know, different uh, different songs that were on it. Cool. So, awesome. Well, yeah. that, that would be the best place to go. Right on. Well, like I've said before, too, I mean, if there's anything I can do from my, like to help out, I'm happy to help, and I think a lot of people will be, too. I think, you know... Most people who have any involvement in the local music scene and are hearing about this are probably more than willing to like dig through their shit and you know find find something that uh, could benefit you. So if I have any records that you need, uh, let me know, and I'm sure other people listening to like might be able to help you out with some of that stuff because uh, I know that I'm not the only local music hoarder in the city. So there's definitely uh, there's definitely yeah. a few of us out there. So for sure, and like I I'm looking forward to reading it when it uh, when it comes out and. Um, I know it'll be a while, but uh, yeah, it's a really cool project, and and I wish that I had seriously considered the idea because you know the more I think about it, the more like depth and and just really cool history there is in the Winnipeg rap scene, and, and it hasn't been documented. I mean, there's been a lot of books and documentaries on the punk scene, and some really good, mm-hmm. some really good books and documentaries on the punk scene and the hardcore scene, but yeah, mm-hmm. hip hop is there's kind of a blank there, and I think a lot of people um, don't know, myself included. I mean, I've been listening to Winnipeg rap since I was probably my late teens early 20s but like you know there's a lot of early stuff i don't know about and there's a lot of later stuff i don't know about too so i I think that yeah a lot of people benefit from from getting that whole story and maybe hopefully introduced to some new stuff new old stuff and that might encourage people too to re-release some of this stuff online which would be great because you know there's definitely some albums even on your list that you know i've heard the songs or i know of the songs or i know of the artists but i haven't personally heard and i think uh, you know like you said too there's a lot of stuff out there that just never got released digitally so yeah hopefully this will start yeah. start people thinking about that and and you know preserving that music because it's important and i'm glad you're you're documenting it absolutely and it's also you know maybe even try i'm i may be even trying to get certain uh uh certain people thinking of uh like groups i guess of, of doing reunions yeah that'd be awesome yeah like uh your brother i'm a your brother in my backpack I've already, already been, already been working that one. That'd be great. Yeah, so, I'd check that out live for sure. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. Well, if not live, at least just at like, least a recording, right? Some, yeah. Some songs. Yeah. Just start start with a start with a single. Right, and see see where it goes from there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.